Now. Three, two, one, go! Welcome to episode 24 of the Cool Down Time podcast. This is our special Halloween episode, and I am your host. That's dressing as Phil Spencer from Xbox this Halloween. Why? To make candy acquisitions. Because joining me, as always, is my longtime friend and disgusting candy corn connoisseur. And a man that TPs houses, but then panic buys all the toilet paper back when he has to poop. It's my scary good co-host... Pablo's in the house. What's up, man? What's up, man? I I know you said your dress is Phil Spencer from Xbox, but I think you're dressed as a ghost because you didn't even say your own name. Mm. You skipped right over saying your own name. Oh, I did? Yeah. Damn. It's Marco, Mm. everybody! Yeah, it's me. Look, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm I'm, I'm one of those those actors that really get into character. Oh. Um, Sorry. That's why I'm wearing a a really, like, gaudy Xbox brand shirt with an overcoat and some... It's weird. Some distressed jeans. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> I'll just call you Phil for the rest of the episode. Well, look, I mean, we can call me whatever we want, but at least I don't like candy corn. So, I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I got to, I got to put you on blast here because your, your, your palate, your palate is awful. Listen, All right, we've covered this in many intros before, but I'm not, this is this I'm is not horrific. going out of my way to go buy candy corn. But if some, if I, if I see a couple of, you know, somebody has some candy corn offer up, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say no. I'm gonna eat them. I don't know. Your energy is going out of your way. Your your energy is like when you pull up to that candy bowl that's outside of people's houses. You're you're digging through that thing for the candy corns. I mean, look, Ugh. it's just pure sugar, and as everybody knows, I thrive off sugar. It is my it is my it's actually what my blood is made of. Just straight up fucking fructose. You're you're the one with bloody stool. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, this I isn't mean, helping. It's small price you know. to pay for just having delicious sugar course through my veins at all times. Small, wow. bloody, red price to pay. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I hope that uh, this is a sugary, sweet episode of, of, of the Cool Down Time podcast, but I don't know if that's going to be the case. And after, bloody. Uh, it's Halloween after all. That's true. That's yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Um, now, listen, we have a lot of stuff to get into in this episode. We obviously have uh, plenty of news, plenty of games to talk about, but we got some housekeeping to start with, Pablo. Now... I think that uh, you know we're 24 episodes in, and and we've learned some things along the way uh, as as we've been uh, you know getting our bearings with this podcast thing. And I think one of the things that, that me and my boy Pablo have been talking about, uh, other than his bowel status, uh-huh. uh, is is um, you know how we can you know make sure that we're um, we're respecting your time because y'all got shit to do. I mean, you guys are out here playing games. You're you know, uh, you're working, you got kids. I mean, we, we, we want to make sure that we're not taking up, you know, two and a half, three, four hours of your day because Pablo and I can talk our asses off forever. <laughs> so um, what we decided to do is uh, is do a little housekeeping with the format of the show. So um, there's some stuff that's going to be sticking around. There's some stuff that's going to be going away. Um, and there's uh, some some new stuff coming too, uh, but it's all in an effort to make for a, a nice, leaner and cleaner show. Well, it's not going to be too clean because we're we're discussing people, but yeah. um, we're going to try. Uh, so so here's the here's the rundown. And Pablo, feel free to jump in if you want to help explain any of this uh, this bullshit with me. No, I'm good. Um, so here's what's staying. 
we obviously are going to keep our loadouts because, you know, we always want to talk about anything that we're playing, any movies we're watching, books we're reading, things like that. Not going anywhere. Checkpoint chat, main event of the show. It's going to stay the main event of the show. Uh, we're going to keep talking about, you know, bigger and more ambitious subjects, um, whether it's new game releases, uh, bigger topics like the one that we have later today uh, in this episode, uh, and, and various other stuff. We're going to still have our checkpoint for you there. Now, a little bit of bad news. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna say sayonara to a, a very beloved segment uh, called Booty Juice, um, or otherwise known as Booty Juice. <laughs> um, now here's 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 the reason why. Um, you know, we've realized that our uh, loadouts have had a lot of news stories lately, and a lot of those news stories have kind of grown. And I think now that a lot of the pandemic stuff is starting to at least a little bit settle down, we're getting more news stories, more developments, more announcements, more rumors. Things are starting to pick up again, and and I think there's a little bit of overlap between some of the bad news we hear about and booty juice. So. Uh, we are going to do away with Booty Juice as far as the segment, but not in spirit. We're going to keep the name Booty Juice alive um, as we uh, unveil a segment that we'll get into in just a second. Other segment that's going away is going to be the Cooldown Showdown, which uh, we introduced recently. Um, you know, Again, a great segment, but if we want to do stuff like that in the future, we'll just make it a future checkpoint conversation just to save you guys some time and uh, some minutes. Um, but the good news about that is that we ended that segment with Me 2-0. Uh, so that's great. Um, negative. Excuse me. That's excuse quite me? the negatory. Ne- you took, you took on, you took on all the underdogs, and I applaud you for taking uh, them. But you lost, bro. You gave me, you gave me the upper hand. I, that's on you. I, I mean, we're getting rid of the segment to just, to just. It, it's a mercy kill for you. <laughs> it's, it's what it is. Uh, we're, we're, we're sparing you more shame and embarrassment. In these streets, uh, so we know yeah, that's so, not true. So to, we know that's not so true. to summarize, uh, booty juice as a segment and the cooldown segment is going to be leaving. So we are going to be adding a new segment uh, as we talked about. Uh, you know, our our news stories have grown as time went on. We've been just calling it loosely like loadout news, but uh, we decided to to dedicate a, a new name to this segment, uh, and we're calling it hit points because we're hitting a lot of different stories, hit points, video games. You can, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're doing that. So um, we're gonna we're gonna call it hit points now, uh, and then if there's ever a story that we're covering that we think is it, it's got a little juicery to it, we're gonna call it the booty juice story of the yeah. week. So we're gonna keep the name booty juice alive. We're just not gonna give it a segment. So to summarize, loadouts, hit points, checkpoint chat, and then we're getting the fuck out of the way, I'm letting you get back to your day. You know what I'm saying? So hopefully that makes sense. We're going to try it out. As you also heard, we got some new sound bites, a little little new intro action going on. Pablo, Pablo did his thing on there. We're going to have some new sound bites as well that you're going to hear throughout this episode and in the future as well. So uh, lots of new stuff, man. We, we are we are evolving out here. So um, pretty excited about it. Anything you want to add, Pablo, or, or, or what do you think? Yeah, no, I mean, I, you pretty much uh, hit the nail on the head on all, on, on all accounts. I think really what we want to focus on are... Those three things, because I feel um, when it comes to just uh, inside or conversation, at the very least, uh, things that uh, showcase uh, 
us and this is all about us and don't 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 yeah. you get that motherfucking shit twisted um <laughs> i think these these are great like i told marco and like we discussed these are great three pillars for us to, to hit the loadouts hit points and checkpoint um it's all the good stuff all the good stuff for, for video games talk about games talk about industry stuff just talk about everything i think that's perfect all, all in a perfect little sandwich you know what i mean uh Ooh, so delicious that's good man I'm excited yeah. for this new uh, format, uh, and I hope that we, uh, you know, don't go over two hours. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know when people listen to this, they're going to see how long the episode was, and I'm, I'm like praying it's not going to be two hours and 45 minutes or some shit. But with, <laughs> with, that, is, with, that, with that said, I, I feel with the seg- the way we cut the segments out, if the episode does reach that uh, two hour mark. I, I feel like it's because there are really interesting things to be said. Because I mean, we're literally cutting stuff out of uh, out of the entire show. So yeah. So if, if there are things there, because we're not gonna. I, I don't think that we're going to elongate any of these things just for for time's sake. It is what it is. Uh, but I feel by cutting shit out of the episode itself, it's just gonna innately be shorter. But if it does reach the two hour mark or beyond, I I feel that's because the conversation is. Is, is interesting enough to keep that going. Right, right. Yeah. 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 So hopefully you guys will be cool with it. Uh, and hey, if you like us, and if you still like us after these changes, please feel free to give our podcast a sub if you haven't already. We're on Spotify and all your favorite streaming services. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please be sure to leave us a five-star review and write a few nice words about us, which will help our show grow. And, and you know, we, we want to be a Grower, not a shower. So, also be sure to keep keep us in your and make us, I'm sorry. Listen, don't don't forget to make us feel good. Uh, yeah, uh, this 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 part of the show is getting worse by the second. We should have cut this. Uh, uh, but also, uh, be sure to keep us in your FOV in between episodes by following us on Instagram. We're at Cooldown Time Podcast, and we're also on Twitter at Cooldown Time Pod. Uh, if you want to stay connected with your boys. Now, Pablo, with that being said, we are finally ready to jump into uh, this episode. This is, again, our Halloween edition, so we are going to talk some loadouts. We've got some um, new stories in our new Hit Points segment, and we have our Checkpoint Chat, which is going to be us visiting what we are calling the Cancelled Game Graveyard. It's getting spooky because we're going to be taking a trip down memory lane to pay our respects to some of the most high-profile games that got cancelled. Uh, in, in all of video games. So we've got a, a good list to talk about and we're going to go through them all and, and um, it's it's going to be sad. It's going to be, you know, just uh, a lot of remorse and a lot of tears shed because uh, some of these games were, you know, pretty exciting. Yeah. And, uh, and they did. Um, <laughs> they did. So um, with that being said, Pablo, why don't we jump into loadouts first and let's kick it over to you and talk about uh, what you've been up to. All systems nominal. Loadouts ready. All right, so... Uh, let's get into it here. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate just released Sora. Uh, I keep wanting to say Zora, but it's Sora. Uh, you know, Sora. It's fine. Uh, yeah, thank <laughs> you. Uh, so, uh... I, I have no care in the world what you call that character. It's, uh, uh, it's, it's a Kingdom Hearts game. Yeah, character. yeah. So, you know, I, I, I love uh, Smash Bros. Ultimate. I have my mains, but I every time a new character comes out, I, I, I turn it on and I, I play around with it. I go online. Uh, and I see if, you know, if it's worth, if he's worth, the character's worth me, like, kind of concentrating some time on it. Um, and, and I can tell you, I've never been for a sword character in Smash Bros. Ultimate. Um, my mains are uh, Zelda, Yoshi, Villager, and Luigi. 
Uh, and so, obviously, none of those are sword characters, uh, combo oriented characters. Um, but mm-hmm. at, at that, or or with with villager being uh, a you know a project a projectile character. But uh, Sora is very much, I guess, the closest comparison for those Smash guys out there. I, I would probably say Bayonetta. Uh, with a sword because mm. his aerial combos are kind of ridiculous. Um, just just kind of like the 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 side A and all that. It's 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 pretty, it's it's pretty aggressive. Like he can take you from from each end of the map on, on just the press of a button. So, uh, but you know it doesn't do that much damage. Uh, but it's all three hit combos and it it almost feels a little automated. Just click the one button and it's like three hits ha- happen. Uh. My thing with with Sora is, and I know this joke was out there about oh the character feels floaty and the response it doesn't feel that responsive. It's like yeah, it's a Kingdom Hearts game. All that's how the games feel. <laughs> so it's accurate to that. Uh, so I, I you know for me uh, Sora just is not a character that I uh, I am going to play or even enjoy playing uh, the the little that I did. Uh, but man, there's people out there already like just killing it with, with the character. Um, I, I I went out with Sora, got my ass whooped a few times, but then I, I went with my mains, uh, and I, I I think Sora is not going to be one of those characters that people uh, tend to 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 talk about as an OP character. Um, uh, Bayonetta Bayonetta has been banned from a lot of uh, competitions because right. yeah. I mean she's just unstoppable in, in some instances. Um, they've learned a lot of counters to her now, so she she's not. I don't think she's getting banned much anymore. It's all about learning the game and the meta and kind of implementing. I think uh, Sora is going to come into a Smash community that already knows how to handle a Bayonetta or a long combo character, so it's not going to have that issue with. With Yoshi, it's um, you know Yoshi. People say that the sword character can attempt to to uh, neutralize Yoshi. I guess if you're a professional, I guess that's true. But I, I mean, it was just no competition. I mean, even Villager was just kind of eating it <laughs> all up. It was it was kind of ridiculous. It was it was. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, I just feel like I know when I first remember playing against Beta and even Cloud for that matter. I was a little frustrated because I felt like. These characters are a little unfair, uh, but that's just about learning. They're, they're so like uh, like um, like the Steve from Minecraft. I mean, that's a bizarre fucking character. Like, just <laughs> eh, there's no character that plays like him, and it took a little while to get used to that character as well in terms of playing against that character. But uh, overall, uh, I'm not gonna go too long about it because I know not a lot of people are still playing Smash. Uh, but well, not a lot of like people who like uh, yeah, yeah, you know. But uh, overall, I would say that it's a good addition to to Smash Brothers, uh, Smash Bros. Uh, it, it's just it's just another sword character. It's different enough to where it feels like it belongs here. It doesn't feel like a copy of anything. Just kind of an amalgamation of different characters. Uh, and ultimately, I mean, it's we talked about the reveal of Sora and how it even turned pessimistic persons like skeptics like us into like all right this is actually a really nice ending for, yeah. for the franchise yeah, it did. and i don't think it i don't think this character disappoints um in terms of what it what what he can do uh, and uh you know it, it is what it is I, you know it's hard to it's hard to gauge as to how uh how much this character is going to be used because the first two weeks of the character being out that's all you play against like i, I played online and i played maybe 10 matches and nine of them were against uh sora uh so yeah it's just it's just one of those things. That makes know? sense, though, because, I, I mean, I think that the eShop, like, crashed for a good while because everyone was trying to get in and, and 
and get the download or, or get the purchase done. Yeah. So um, it, it was definitely a, a popular addition to, to the roster for sure, even though not everybody's crazy about it being Sora. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess, you know, like as with most times when a new character comes out, things will balance out and go back to normal again eventually. Yeah, but, it's, yeah. it's all about, it's funny because it's all about how, especially with uh, with specific characters that do specific things. Um, one of the things about Ultimate right. that, uh, one thing about Ultimate or Smash Brothers in general, um, you know, when, when you play a lot of the Street Fighter and, and, and Mortal Kombat games, everybody has different combos and different skill sets, heavy, lights, and all that stuff. But ultimately, I feel like they're, 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 they're within the same framework of characters, right? Um, mm. Smash tends to, because it is considered a more friendly uh, fighter game, uh, though it's very deep in its own right, uh, but, you know, in terms of the outside looking in and just, you know, right... Right B, up B, down B, all that. Yeah, it's yeah, not you can crazy really, combos or anything. Yeah, you like can that, make them like, you know, like for example, up, you can do a grab to down grab to uh, neutral to all that stuff. You can you can create the combos and, and people who do it really well are, it's, it's incredible. You can get just, you can just, you can beat somebody in seconds, you know, if you know what you're doing. And then you mm-hmm. frame traps, all that stuff. But I feel like a lot of characters like, and I'll bring back Steve and Hero from Dragon Quest Eleven. I mean, just fucking bizarre characters that don't make no goddamn sense, but <laughs> they fit. You know, that's what, and that's what, that's what the genius of, of Smash Brothers, of Smash Bros. Ultimate is. Period is the fact that all these characters play like the characters from the video game that they're from, Samus, right, uh, right. Snake, but Snake, yep. they all fit and they make sense in the uh, Smash Bros. Ultimate universe, which is. Which is a feat, man. It, 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 I don't think we or anybody uh, anymore talks about this. How fucking incredible. How much of an accomplishment this is. How how you can play, oh, I know that character. I love that character. I love that video game. You play, it's like, oh, this feels like Sonic, Mario. They feel like the characters from the video game they're from, yet implemented in a fighting game. It's fantastic. It's absolutely incredible. It's what uh, Sony All-Stars wish it, it was. And I, and I honestly, and I, I'll tell you right now, I would love, because I haven't played the Nickelodeon uh, fighting game, the Smash-like, but I would love if every huge franchise IP had a, as a comparable, uh, you know, kind of game like they would Smash within, the, within their own franchise. Because I think they're super fun to play at parties. If you really want to get good at it, you practice and you can really separate yourself from the casuals and the hardcore and it'll be it'll be it'll be like wiping the floor of those people and then you'll be challenged by people who play as, as as good as you do. So I think it's a multi-tiered fighting game that doesn't get it's 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 been getting respect lately, but before it didn't get as much respect, you had to play like uh was it Smash like Smash Bros. Melee, but there was M, Smash Bros. M, I think, which is a, no uh, <laughs> it was like a, a, a mod uh, of Melee, which was like the real way to play it because it was like super fast. But now I think people are getting a lot more, it's getting a lot more respect. And, and, and it's a great, it's a cool. great game and I'm, and I'm glad that Sora was the last character. Uh, and that's all I have. That's, 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 that's all I've, I've been still playing Far Cry. Um, and that's it, you know, uh, that's all I cool. got for the loadout. All right, man. Well, speaking of Far Cry, um, so <laughs> I like buying games I say I'm never going to buy. Cool. Uh, so Welcome to the this, club. It's this thing I do. It's so cute. Uh, so so I beat Metroid Dread, and that game was kind of an ass kicker for me. Uh, it was a lot harder than I expected it to be. It's probably, uh, I wouldn't say it was like crazy difficult. I didn't struggle for too long with the game, but there were some times where I'm like, fuck's sake, this is hard. So... When I finally beat the game, I was like, okay, I need something that I can just 
turn my brain off and enjoy without it having to be this this whole thing, uh, difficulty wise. So. I started thinking about a couple games. I considered Tales of Arise. I'm like, I don't know if I'm in an art JRPG mood yet. I want to see how Shin Megami Tensei yep. is when it comes out first. I'll wait. Um, Good move. And then Far Cry 6, man. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito's face was just looking at me with disdain on that on that cover. Just like, just buy the game. His face looks like, game. why did I do a video game? <laughs> <laughs> That's what his face looks like to me. And he a did it in character. And he did it in character. <laughs> So, uh, Mijo, yeah. why did I do a video game? <laughs> why does he sound like Count Dracula? I mean, he's a, I mean, listen, uh, that's a he kind of sounds like it's like, hey, you're gonna play a Spanish character. He's like, but what if I play him as Count Dracula? No, 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 it, 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 just play him straight. Okay, sure, wink, wink. And he shows up to the studio, he's like, hello, son. <laughs> I think blue, that, blue, blue, blue. <laughs> I think I'm taking over. Oh jeez. Oh my god. All right. So yeah. So I ended up picking it up. Um. You know. And, and uh, you know. We talked about the game for the last few weeks. So I don't want to go. You know. In, in crazy detail about it. But I am on that side of the fence of like kind of being um, a little over the Far Cry formula, unlike Pablo. So, you know, it was a bit of an experiment for me to see what it would be like to come back to a Far Cry game Marco, um, in that state you, of mind. Before you share your, your, your thoughts on it, I, okay. I just want to let you know, everybody, I have no idea what Mar- how Marco feels about this game. So I'm, I'm waiting in anticipation as to what he's about to say. <laughs> I, so hope, the thing. I hope he likes it. Oh my God! Stop it. <laughs> so, so here's the thing. Um, I actually think this game's pretty damn good. Um, I, I'm actually really enjoying it. I, I have to be honest. It's um, it's it's quite fun. Now, I'll, I'll just break it down by pros, cons, and then just kind of how I'm feeling at the end. So, so I think the pros of the game to me are that you are playing as a voiced character, Danny. Um, I'm using the uh, the female version of Danny, which I think is is way better from what I've seen. Um, super refreshing. A lot of really good personality to her, uh, and and she adds a lot to the formula instead of it just being this all first person game like in Far Cry's past, where you're just watching the villain get really up close to you in first person uh, when he's being all creepy and stuff. It's it's very different this time around, and I think it enhances the the the, the storytelling a great deal. It changes. Um, I think. Yeah, I think, it's, I think it absolutely changes it. It makes it feel um, kind of not like a Far Cry in some ways, but in, in a way that I appreciate. Um, we just talked about the uh, character of Anton Castillo. I think he is yes. an interesting villain. Um, I don't know what to make of him just yet because uh, it, he doesn't seem to be very present uh, as far as just on screen time. He's more of a character that you hear through PAs when his propaganda is going off and stuff. So uh, one from of what the, I've played so far, at least. One of the know. interesting things about past Far Cry games is usually you don't see the villain uh, in, its, in his own head, right? In his own world because everything is told through that first person perspective. Uh, mm-hmm. The interesting about uh, thing about Far Cry Six is that you'll see uh, as as the game progresses, you'll see more insight between uh, Castillo and his and and, and Diego uh, that is not that is not happening with you in your face. It, it, it's happening. It, it, they're telling a story almost on the side Elsewhere, with Danny. Yeah. So, which Got is it. fucking great. Which is a thing that that really changes uh, how Far Cry tells stories, and it's a thing that not not many people are talking about. Which I think it's is 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 good. It's a positive. Yeah. 
Cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I so far so good. Um, I, I do like some of the characters so far. I think Juan Cortez is is definitely my favorite so far. He's 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 a cool he's a cool dude. Have uh, you met I love Philly? all of his rules. I just met Philly. Oh, I love uh, Philly. I'm, I'm I'm getting to know uh, I'm getting to know the cast. They're really eclectic cast of characters. I think um, now where they lack in depth, I think they have in charm. So I think there's a little bit of that going on. Um, location wise, I think Yada is great. I love the the, the feeling of culture. Uh, there, I love the. It has a lot of heart to yeah. to the location, um, which I, I really appreciate. Uh, and that island vibe, I think, is, it feels good for a Far Cry game. It feels right. Um, gameplay wise, I think the gameplay and the combat feel very good. Um, I I really like the amigos. Those are my favorite. Yeah, that's my favorite cast of. They weren't called amigos in past games, obviously, but that's my favorite cast of you know um, uh, supporting characters uh, that you could bring with you. Um, very nice, snappy, responsive controls. Um, I love the Supremo backpack. I think that yeah. that shit is fire. Cool um, addition. I I really love using it. Um, it 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 kind of forces me because I'm I by default I'm always the stealth guy. I always want to creep in. I want to snipe. I want to you know snipe around. But but that that backpack makes me come out of my shell. It makes me want to play more reckless because I have more fun tearing shit apart. So, so it's it's really cool. If I'm not mistaken, which I haven't really gotten too in deep in this, uh, into the into Supremo, is you can act. There are stealth options for that backpack that you'll mm-hmm. eventually unlock. There's so, different Supremo yeah. backpacks. Yeah, yeah, you buy and them with there's a, yeah, and yeah. there's stealth ones that that come up. I I love it because I play both ways. I you know yeah. I'll, I'll go guns blazing and I got the silencer on a sniper rifle and I'm just like you know shooting. One mm-hmm. question for you: What difficulty are you playing it on? I think just the regular no. difficulty. I was, and I just and I switched it to story mode. Uh, and I thought I, about it because and I, I am having I, so I, much more fun. Yeah, I thought about it because I just want kind of a playground That's feel. Right. I want it to feel like more like a like kind of like a Saints Row in a sense, like where yep. it's just caution to the wind. I'm just here to shoot shit up, but um, I I do want a little bit of a challenge, so I'm keeping it because it it's making me have to think constructively about how I want to approach taking out certain outposts and stuff like that. I don't want it to get too easy to the point where it's just a shooting gallery. Um, yeah. Cause it, I, I, I kind of have a little PTSD with like, like death loop because death loop after a while, especially as you started getting more cool shit to use, it was like, okay, this isn't even gratifying anymore. Um, yeah. So I, I, I know that's two very different games. But I just don't want to have that same feeling. If that well, makes sense. One of the reasons that I, I keep it a story mode is because I don't force, I don't feel forced to, uh, gain XP to power my guy up, so well, I can thing, go through the story. It's very different story. now, anyway, yeah. because there's not a lot of there's no skill tree no, or anything no. like that, yeah. that that you're kind of moving towards. It's yeah. all like I think gear related now. It's all so gear related. It's not as yeah. it's not as pressing. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, so I think uh, it, and I, and I, I think the last thing I'll say as far as pros go is I think that the the pace is it, it's different than Far Cry games in a sense. It's not as it's first off, I don't think it's as chaotic, which I think could be a good thing and a bad thing. I'll get into that in the in the cons, um, but I think it's more like the pace is more breathable, uh, if that yeah. makes sense. So you can kind of just do what you got to do, and it feels more uh, structured. Um, but I, I like that because it doesn't feel, and, and I also love the fact that it's not a map full of icons. I mean, there are some for sure, but it's not overkill like past games where it's like I don't even. I don't give a fuck about 97% of the stuff I'm looking at on this map. Uh, so that's that's great. I think the cons for me, um, <clears throat> I think the cons are that there are some bugs. I think there there are some pretty noticeable graphical bugs with like um, flickering that happens with a yeah. lot of textures. Um, that's got to get fixed. That, that that's, um, that's really ruining what's otherwise a beautiful last game. 
Um, menu options are also bugged. I'm not sure if you noticed that, but a lot of um, like bugs uh, as far as like trying to save your your options changes are not. It's like oh. not saving them. So yeah, I've tried to adjust sensitivity and stuff like that, and then I'll back out and I'll go back in, and it's it's not working. And I looked oh. on Reddit, and like a lot of people are having this problem too. So it's more of an annoyance that'll go away oh, eventually, sure. but it's just kind of no, one of those. Like, now, yeah, yeah. Um, I will say. It, if, if you know, I'll, I'll go there briefly, but I think when it comes to the Far Cry exhaustion, I have to admit, just instinctively, when I heard the word outpost for the first time, my eyes rolled. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. So there's a little of that, and I, I don't, I have a good time with them for now. I, I am a little worried that I'm going to get a little bored of the outpost type of feel. I just um, so I'm hoping that there's enough to throw some, you know, yeah. some curveballs at me there uh, because and, and it, the more I play, because I'm in story mode, I just don't do them. I don't give a fuck. I'm just doing. I'm mainlining a lot of stuff, and yeah, I, I, I'm, I, I don't think I'm gonna go out of my way. Yeah. To to go find them, I, if I'm on my way somewhere and I happen to pass it by, okay, I might as well. So that's another fast travel point yeah. for me. You know what I mean? I'll I'll do it for that reason, I guess. But, um, I will say, you know, going back to what I said earlier about the pace not being as chaotic, I think that's a blessing and a curse in a sense because I do miss a lot of that like spontaneous crazy shit that you just kind of pull up and see not to say that it doesn't happen but I just don't think it happens very often and it feels like a lot of you know key locations are fur- feel further apart to me yeah. in, a, in a weird way than it did in past Far Cry games um, so you know it's it's not a, a bad thing per se it's just that sometimes when I want to see some wild shit happen it's it, I, it can be a little quiet I will say as the game progresses and the areas you're in, the levels increase, uh, because every area is, is by is there's a there's a the more you upgrade yourself and the more of like you know levels, uh, the area yeah. you're in will also do that as well with you. And so mm. when you get into higher levels like eights and nines and tens, you'll the the stuff you're talking about will happen a lot more often. So it's like there's two prisoners gotcha. on the side of the road like tied up. You stop. To free them, you free them. All of a sudden, a tank is rolling down, and then another mm-hmm. trend is like, "Oh, what the fuck!" All of a sudden, it's like the guy with a fucking <laughs> uh, flamethrower burning you up, yeah. and it's like, "What?" Yeah. yeah, that that shit does happen. Um, it just you're right. It, at the start of the game, it's a little sleepy. It's a little, little yeah, little little little, 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 little dozed off. Yeah, but it, I think it'll pick up. Obviously, mm-hmm. and the last thing I'll say as far as cons that the 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 AI is pretty dumb. Yeah, uh, and I don't like that that a lot of uh, areas have like respawning. Uh, yeah. Like, I don't mind that they respawn uh, certain places, but it's almost too fast. Like and you'll go a little further out of the way, you'll come right back around like 30 seconds later, and then it's populated again. And they just fixed that, people. by the way. They it was did? it was worse. Oh, good. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. I was like, no, 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 like, no, no, no. I, I was the, just here. No, no. The version <laughs> you're playing is the fixed version. Oh, really? It was a lot worse, bro. It was like it was like I'm shooting these guys up front, and then I turn around. There's like 10 guys behind me. It's like what? It was real bad. It was real bad before. Um, <laughs> oh no! It, yeah, that that would have pissed me off. Yeah, it it was. It, I mean, Fernando, my brother, who's playing the game as well, would text me. He's like, "Bro, what the fuck? I just cleared out this outpost, and I turn around, it's like twenty guys." I'm like, <laughs> I, "I don't know." So they had just fixed it. So it's oh, a lot man. better than it, That's good. Than well, it was. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm glad it's at least better, but it is still it is still noticeable. Yes, though. Um, so I will so. say in conclusion, um, you know, like I said, it, it, I think if you're if you're one of those people like me where you you've just put, kind of kept your distance from Far Cry, this is a good comeback Far Cry uh, if if you're interested or at least a little intrigued. Um, I wouldn't say you have to get it at full price if you're on the fence. I think it's perfectly fine to wait until it's on sale. That's what I was initially going to do uh, until I decided I wanted something to just turn my brain off and have fun. Um, like I said, the story lacks depth so far, but it does have a a lot of charm and a lot of character to it so I'm, I'm happy about that um, the, the combat is solid and, and it's refreshingly mindless fun and I think it's enjoyability kind of creeps up on you uh, you realize like oh I'm still playing this and it's been a few hours like yeah. I guess I'm I guess I'm kind of digging this or something yeah, you know yeah. so it, it's one of those games so I'm, I'm actually pretty happy with it um, who knows it could be in my top 10 this year I, I, I have no idea but I'm gonna keep at it I think I'm like four hours in right now so uh, plenty more to do and see so I'll, I'll report back if anything you know stands out but that's yeah. kind of on the gaming side that's what I've been up to and um, every Halloween uh, my ritual is is to watch uh, my favorite movie of all time which is The Crow uh, so I'm gonna be doing that uh, for the holiday festivities mm-hmm. uh Cult classic. Um, I, I, you know, some people remember it because it's it's the it's the movie with Bruce Lee's son. Um, but I, I've always loved that movie. I've loved that. Uh, the atmosphere was amazing. The soundtrack is one of the best of all time. He's amazing. Um, Randy Lee's just, amazing in it. Oh God! I mean, even Brandon Lee, and he came from like a series of like like bullshit like early '90s action movies, and then yeah. all of a sudden his his best performance is, is the crow and it's like wow holy shit and then he gets killed you know like, on set which is wild and it's a brand the, the Bruce Lee curse you know rumors and stuff it's oh man and then the whole so thing surrounding surrounding the death is so crazy because it's it's yeah dude. if I'm not mistaken it is there's a gun it has blanks in it but it has metal scraps of metal and it shoots him and then the metal actually you know it, it actually works like a gun and sh- kills him is that what it was I don't know I mean I've heard I've heard that and I've heard that it they weren't actually blanks so I, yeah I just so don't, I don't know that's what I heard too but I think I think one of the I think it's even more suspicious because um, they have a prop master who checks everything and, and, and it, it were blanks but it looks like in the actual gun itself there was metal in there so when the gun goes off, it shoots and it shot out the the metal like projectile, like bullets, and so that's what yeah. ended up killing him. But obviously, the whole the whole thing is that um, that the Chinese mafia, you know, killed him due to the whole thing about uh, karate and I don't know a whole bunch yeah, of man. a whole bunch of shit. So. It's so weird. weird. It's 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 very weird. The actor that actually fired the gun was so traumatized that he stopped acting for yeah. a very long time. I think he just started to do some stuff here and there, but he was fucked up off that because he literally killed a guy. Yeah, you know, and and people thought that uh, that Brandon Lee was actually like when he dropped down that, that he was acting because I guess he was like a clown on set. Yeah, and he was just bleeding out, dying, and people were like, "Oh shit, okay, all right, get up now, he- get up now," and so. They ended up having to kind of recut the movie and use like a body double. So if you ever watch it, if you haven't seen it before, there's a lot of scenes where where uh, his character is not talking at all, uh, and it's, it it can be a little jarring. But that's because there were some scenes that obviously he he died before they could shoot, so they had to sort of retool some stuff and and uh, even use some at the time some uh, you know some effects to superimpose his face on you know the the st- the stand-in's body and stuff. It's really weird, but the movie itself was just incredible and one that I, I always watch every single year so shouts out to the crow uh, Pablo was like are you are you talking about the old PS1 game that came out that, that was you know, like, like asshole I'm like no 
Nah, man. Nah, you like I actually, uh, I actually, I, I hope that one day there'd be a crow game. That'd be a dope, like, open world to, to explore with him. Yeah. Be but fire. that, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if anybody would touch that just because of the thing. But it's so weird, man. That yeah. movie's so good. And it's so weird because he dies on set. Crow was a uh, Eric Draven, Dra- Dra- Eric Draven. Draven. He, mm-hmm. he dies in the movie. Like, so it's like, and he legit is dead, right? He dies in the movie, yeah. comes back to life. So it's like, yep. but man, who's good? It's like Joker meets Batman. That's what the crow a is. A little bit. Yeah, a yeah, little, a little yeah. bit. It's uh it's 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 the granddaddy of some stuff. I can think of say that I mean it's you know, obviously stuff has been done way better than that since then, but it still oh, has really, a, it's I a really pretty, like it. Yeah, I love it. My favorite movie of all time, man. Um, Michael Michael Wincott, the bad guy. Oh yeah, He's top dollar. Guy. Yeah, top dollar. He's top dollar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um I want that guy's voice, man. His that guy's incredible. That guy's crazy. Um but yeah, man, that's uh, that's gonna do it for our loadout. So, with that being said, it is time for our first ever hit points. For breaking news, rumors, and booty juice, it's time for hit points. All right, so let's go ahead and get started. And um, Pablo, we got some we got some dream come true news this week, man. Uh, if 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 you're a Ubisoft fan, uh, chances are you have been begging and pleading for a new Splinter Cell, and apparently. The rumor is that a new Splinter Cell is now officially in production, and it was basically greenlit as a means of kind of winning back fans. Um, Two insiders with knowledge of Ubisoft's plans have both said that the new Splinter Cell is being led by a studio outside of its uh, traditional Montreal base, um, and that it is in a very early phase of production. Uh, which makes sense. Um, now, they are thinking that there's a small chance it could be announced next year, but that uh, they might want to wait until they've got it in in, in a good place to really uh, lift the veil on it in a big way. Um, but nevertheless, uh, here's Splinter Cell. I I I don't know how to feel. I, it's so, weird when it when it happens because it's like we all yeah, want. It's this Ubisoft, though. <laughs> you know what That's I mean? That's right. We all want Splinter Cell game. We do. I mean, I, I think Blacklist is so underrated, and it, and it got a bad rap just because... Not rap, but it just got a, a shitty opportunity because it came out months before the new consoles uh, came out. So it was shitty of them to do that, but it, it's like they, they threw a game out to die when it was fucking superb. I, I love it. Oh. I know it's, I don't think it's the best one, but it, it, it's up there for me. Oh, it's, um, it's good. It's good. I don't think it's the, I don't think it's my favorite at yeah, all. Yeah, but it's, it, it's, it's close for me. Um, which is your favorite, uh, by the way, Splinter Cell game? Chaos, Chaos Theory. Theory. Yeah, I yeah. think Chaos Theory is up there for me. I honestly think for... Uh, I, 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 I think it's Chaos Theory, Blacklist, Conviction, because I was at a moment with Splinter Cell where I was a little tired, right, of the... And, and conviction was like such a refresh uh, of the series, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I and I liked it quite a bit. Because after Double Agent, the Xbox 360 version, that was asshole, right? Or was it the Xbox version that was crap? Of Double uh, Agent, Xbox 360 version was yeah, the, that uh, was, was bad. That just was yeah. no, that was no good. But here, here's the thing, Marco. I, I kind of want to shit on people's dreams a little bit because I you mentioned it, and, and uh, it's this mm-hmm. Ubisoft. So let me let me kind of run down some stuff. Uh, and I know we just we love Far Cry Six, but I, I, for the sake of, of of this argument, all Ubisoft single player experiences are formulaic open world. <laughs> yeah. Some have slightly different structures, but ultimately more similar than not. It's the approach you'll take. Uh, is this is this going to be the approach you take with this franchise? I I can't imagine an open world Splinter Cell game, but 
I can't imagine Ubisoft making a single-player game without the opportunity to stuff it full of microtransactions in some way or form. Um, um, it depends. I mean, I think that whether they do a multiplayer uh, is going to be a pretty telling sign of what direction my, yeah. they're going to go. Yeah. Um, I, I think that they're going to try because I just don't see Ubisoft doing a full-blown single-player-only Splinter Cell when because I mean they just don't trust that IP well enough to give it just a pure single player only thing like kind of like Assassin's Creed yeah uh, you know it's it just I don't know about that but yeah I think that's going to be a big part of it um, but we'll see yeah yeah because my thing is it's Ubisoft how can we trust a company filled with corporate thugs <laughs> that have decided to leverage their franchises in order to get a piece of the a battle royale multiplayer right. pie, almost right. like they we deserve this. We're gonna take a piece of that pie. No, motherfucker, you have to earn it, and you, you just can't attach franchise names onto shit and be like, "This is our this is yeah. Jimmy's pie." Yeah, because in the end, it's costing them money. I yeah. mean, you know, they're, for all intents and purposes, we're probably never gonna see Ghost Recon Frontline again. And apparently, that was in development for a good amount of time. Um, that's what they say, but that's what they I, say. Who knows? I but it could have that could have been it could have been in developed for a long time, but they attached the name towards the end. Yeah, who knows? I mean, it, but I do think that they're realizing that hey, we're losing money, and and if if, if we we can't keep on putting stuff you know in development, well, that's just going to get backlash. So see, Marco, we got to play it safe at some point and get people I, what they want. Here's the thing: they kind of ran into this a little bit with uh, with Assassin's Creed. Uh, Syndicate was probably one of the better Assassin's Creed games that come out in the last few years, and it didn't sell well. Um, and they kind of ran into that problem, and guess what they did? Because they've already done this once before. In order to garner some kind of, uh, of good, to fall in the good graces of fans, they announced Beyond Good and Evil 2. Which is... <laughs> Well, a prime example of a franchise that a lot of people were clamoring for, and what they gave us is is lip service, and they gave us vaporware, and it, and it, they they turned this game into something that I don't even understand what it is—the monkey whatever thing that they had—and they just yeah. shut the fuck up about it. They're like, Ha-ha-ha. it's like almost like that's they, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this this took. A, I mean, the the announcement of Beyond Good and Evil was like about two years of of, of fans like, "Woo, you'll be softy the best," and now it's like. Uh, yeah, I, you know, but I think what they they were just constantly deprioritizing their more their most earnest projects to put out yeah. the most you know profitable projects yeah. essentially, and so I think that Beyond Good and Evil Two was was one casualty of that. Um, you know, and 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 they've just had trouble getting some stuff out of the gate too. Skull and Bones, where the fuck has that been? Um, yeah. Will we ever see that again? I don't know. Um, so they've always had problems. I think. I think my stance is. Um, I do think that it's possible they might try some type of open world shit, um, but maybe sort of inspired more so by like what Metal Gear Solid Five did, uh, in a sense. Um, I don't know. I think I. I just don't know if they can do like the early two thousand Splinter Cell formula in twenty twenty one, and that be enough. Um, so they're going to have a really tall order of, of trying to find the right balance between a, a pure and authentic Splinter Cell, but something that can work and appeal to the modern audience who might not care too much about stealth games anymore. You know, like it, they kind of put themselves in this hole by, by keeping Splinter Cell away for so long. And now they have the puzzle to solve of figuring out how to bring it back the right way. But also so. the problem is, is video game fans, Twitter, they 
do find, have a hard time to understand business. And a company like Ubisoft is a business and they have to make shit that is profitable. So they can't just make something that's not going to make no money. I understand that. But what Ubisoft is doing, and we've met, covered this on the show before, is they're trying to make money off of everything and anything in any way, shape, form. And not like, not like a minimal profit. Like they're trying to, they're trying to like be like a, incredibly lucrative in terms of, of the approach and stuff. And so, I, I, you know, stuff like Splinter Cell gets put in the back burner, but then when it gets put up in the forefront, like, hey, we're doing this, even though officially hasn't been announced, but it, it, it's pretty much at this point, you know, more or less yeah. confirmed. Right. I, I just don't see them taking any resources away from anything that's going to potentially make the money to make something like Splinter Cell without th- there being some kind of additional thing to it you know and i almost think far cry far cry 5 is the biggest their biggest selling uh game single game right not franchise just single so i don't see and they're able to monetize that game they were able to monetize that game with certain little things and and, and cosmetics i just don't see them uh making a game like splinter cell without the ability to do that um you know and so that's what worries me I agree. I think. I think here. You know, the reality is, and and, and we got to remember, they haven't officially announced this yet. I think it's going to depend on the how it's announced because if this is something that they're doing as part of a new initiative to kind of get back to a more earnest place with their with their projects, then that's a different story. And then then it kind of contextualizes what this game is going to be a little bit better because now we're worrying less about how they're going to monetize everything under the sun and we're maybe believing in a new a new path that they're taking with their the projects that they're creating. If it's just same old Ubisoft but we're just going to throw this in, then I think yeah, it's it's a little hard to to fully feel good about this when you don't know what kind of nefarious shit they're going to try to do around it to, to milk it, you know? Yeah, I mean... So, yeah. Again, I go back to, to Beyond Good and Evil. I mean, it is a cult classic type of game, but if you look at sales numbers, it is, quite honestly, a flop. It did not do yeah. the numbers. So, when you look at how what Ubisoft has done with the with that part two, uh, try to make it a, 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 a kind of weird uh beta alpha thing they're, they're they're trying everything they possibly can to make some money off this game in any way yeah. form because it, it is it is a it is a game that that takes over the conversation through twitter and everything every time a ubisoft thing is about to happen and yet nobody bought the first game <laughs> like at all so it, yeah, it's, it's yeah. that weird thing where it's like it, nobody bought the first game it is pretty much a fucking flop but everybody's talking about the one part sure yeah i i guess i guess the only thing and this isn't so much a counter to that because i agree i think it's just the fact that look at what else they've greenlit steep riders republic is it you know but it has but it has that 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 is wait is riders republic ubisoft yeah yeah i think it is yeah yeah yeah. yeah. but it has that possibility to make money on cosmetics and things i don't know i'm not saying that it will I think Ubisoft knows Riders Republic is gonna is is gonna go out there and die uh, a, a hard ass death. I think they know that, and I think they're you know that's probably just a, a shitty feeling that they're like, okay, we already know this is gonna bomb because no one's talking about this. There's no real hype out there for this yeah. game. So how many times can they keep greenlighting shit like that without greenlighting some 
cult classics, if even if they're cult classics like a Beyond Good and Evil, I would rather hedge my bets on something like that. Um, you know, it, again, it all comes down to like if if this is the start of a new initiative for them, or if it's just going to be same old Ubisoft using Splinter Cell as a band aid or as an apology, but continuing to do shit, shit the same old way. We'll see. Um, but it is going to be fascinating to see how this is announced, and I am looking forward to that moment where you see Sam Fisher's... Oh, I, I don't know what age he's going to be in this game, because he's been like going up and down over the years. Like I, I have no idea, but... I say uh, reboot this motherfucker and bring uh, back Michael Ironside. I'll bring back Michael Ironside. Why the fuck not? I don't know. I don't know. I, I could see... Especially uh, if we're, we're going to have to wait 20 years between each fucking entry. <laughs> Yeah. Listen, I don't know, but I think I I think it should be probably maybe a reboot uh, for sure because it's it's just been too long. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. Once there's more news about it, we'll definitely share that on hit points. But uh, let's move on to the next story. So, CD Projekt Red has announced that their next gen version of Cyberpunk 2077 has been delayed to Q1 of next year, and that that's not all. Now, we got news earlier in the week that there was going to be a next-gen version of The Witcher 3, and it sounded like it might be coming sooner than later. Nope. It's coming out in Q2 of 2022. So, Pablo, um, first of all, you know, I, I think it was pretty obvious that Cyberpunk's next-gen version was not happening this year. Absolutely. I, there, was no, there was no way that was going to happen. I, I guess where I'm a little surprised is that it's still going to come out before The Witcher 3's next-gen version. So, That's weird to me. That's backwards. So I have, a, I have a theory about that. Okay. I think they couldn't get The Witcher uh, next-gen uh, upgrade ready to come out in December along with the show. Um, mm. They just couldn't do it, right? So instead of possibly um, miss, you know... J- coming out and missing the boat on that I I think that they don't want to take too much focus away since they can't make that money off of that from Cyberpunk um, before going into Witcher Cyberpunk is still a game that uh, is historic launch will probably live in infamy forever oh, and ever yeah. and ever yeah. if they're able to release a next gen patch that is going to blow everybody away and keep the conversation in the forefront uh, because Witcher 3 is already a proven entity uh, right. and then be able to, to kind of turn the the discussion about that game into hey this game was horrible when it launched but now it's fantastic like uh, like what's that one game from Hello Games? Oh uh, No Man's Sky? No Man's Sky so, something mm-hmm. I don't know how do I know the developer but not the damn game anyway um, <laughs> I don't know uh, like something like that, where where we still think about the the No Man's Sky launch as a distant past, and we think about No Man's Sky as a success, even though it's the redemption story. Yeah, yeah. that game was mm-hmm. launched. It, it, it so many promises. It's it, it, very parallel. So many promises. So many, and it came out. It was none of that, and so it, it's become the game that people uh, uh, thought it would be. Um, and so you know, I think they want to keep that in the forefront, and because uh, you know, like I said, which is a proven entity. And possibly Q2, you know, at that point, you can gear up for the third season of Witcher, with, which is, I think, already been greenlit. If I'm not mistaken, they might be filming it pretty close to uh, Witcher two, Season 2. So, hmm. uh, so th- th- I- I'm thinking that's what's happening here, because there's no rush in The Witcher 3, because um, uh, because I don't think they've really gotten to full development on New Witcher yet. Uh, even though they've talked about uh, that they split the team, and they're already working on the next Witcher, I don't think they're really deep in I don't think we're going to see that game until 2025, 2026. So, there's really no <laughs> yeah, reason to, yeah, to, to, to rush. Sure. 
uh, rush The Witcher 3. I mean, it could be ready and just pocketing it because there's literally no reason to, to rush that next-gen upgrade because I'm a, I'm a, you and I are huge Witcher fans uh, in our top 10 games of all time. It don't matter if that shit releases tomorrow or a year and a half from now when that next oh, generation no, uh, no. releases, I will be playing that game for the fifth or sixth time. And oh, I cannot wait. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And my most, an- I'll yeah. say it right now, my most anticipated game of 2022. <laughs> it's the Witcher Shut. 3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so in saying that, you're confirming that Breath of the Wild 2 is not happening No, I, I, I would say, based on my rankings for my favorite games of all time, <laughs> if I knew that Witcher 3 2022 was coming out next year <laughs> and Breath of the Wild 2 was coming out next year, I still say Witcher 3 uh, next gen is my most anticipated game of the year. I mean, it's my number three or four game of all time. And, you know, so... Of course, lion ass. Of course, what are you talking about? Lion. All right, let's move on, man. Let's move on. So, uh, story number three. Um, So, Pablo, we've got some uh, some some news about the subscriber growth for Xbox Game Pass, and and the word on the street is that the growth for Game Pass is actually a little slower than the company hoped for in the past year. So, according to a uh, a new financial filing. Mm Uh, Xbox Game Pass subscriber growth was up 37%, but the company had set a 48% growth goal. And of course, when this story came out, there was a lot of um, scuttlebutt and conversations going on uh, pretty much everywhere about, you know, is is Game Pass under-delivering? Is Game Pass sustainable? And all this, uh, the, these doom posts, as, as they call them, have, have, have kind of surfaced. So, Comedy. Uh, I know I'm kind of, you know, leading the witness here, but is, is this a big deal or no big deal? This is uh, no big deal, and it's a big deal that people. I don't know what's going with that. Um, yeah. it's it's it's, <laughs> you, you it's, uh, it. <laughs> it's no big deal because okay. the very important piece of information that the that the that people just decided to ignore is that when these projections were made, they mm-hmm. were made with Halo Five coming out with the launch of the Xbox Series One. I mean, of the Xbox uh, Series Yeah X. Yeah. Uh, and that didn't happen. It got delayed. I would say at a thirty-seven percent from forty uh, at the of growth, even though it's forty-eight, not having the premier launch game exactly. on your Xbox. I mean, come on, guys, come on. Exactly. This is yeah. this is no big deal. Nobody. There was no confirmation, no announcement of Horizon. Uh, uh, Forza Horizon Five coming uh, coming out. Yeah. Though speculated. Mm-hmm. Not there. Also, nobody knew that Horizon, uh, uh, you know, Forza Horizon Five was gonna look absolutely fucking incredible. Like, you know, it, it, there's just so many things that were up in the air. And then, obviously, with news about certain games that are not coming out this year, uh, you know, games that were announced. Uh, for example, uh, uh, I was gonna say Skyfall. Jesus Christ! Uh, <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> but that's uh, uh. Redfall. No, no, but but that's uh. But that's We're doing a, it again. Yep, but that's a space it's game. Starfield. Starfield. <laughs> <laughs> like, he just did his hand like flying in space. Woo! No, oh Starfield. A uh, Starfield not coming out um, oh, this right, year right, either. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of things that were up in the air. A lot of things that were unannounced. This is fine. This is this is. Listen, as soon as uh, Halo comes out, and by, by the time this year Starfield is about to is about to come out, it's gonna be alright. You yeah. know. Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree. I think, um, you know, look, if if we're in, let's say, February or March, and 
Microsoft still having some problems climbing up their numbers after those games come out, yeah. then you can be a little bit like, okay, what's you know, what's this about? But what's happening? I don't, yeah. I don't think there's anything here uh, to, to really speak about. It, it this. You know, this year and last year have been such an anomaly on so many different levels. We're never going to have a period of time with the pandemic and and how that affected people's jobs, how that affected, you know, production with consoles. There's so many variables that we have to factor in. And, you know, it just seems like the, you know, the 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 console war, you know, fan flame, you know, fanboys, you know, kind of flaming uh, whatever the fuck I'm trying to say, I can't talk either. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like those yeah, people are fanboys. I got you. Yeah, they're out here. You know what I'm saying? But they, those people, are, I think, are trying to make it seem like no one is interested in Game Pass, or Game Pass is not a good service, or oh, it ain't, it ain't what y'all keep hyping it up as. It's not. And you know, there's just there's too many variables, and you know, people are just kind of bypassing all those truths to get to their also. You know, it's not conspiracy. a 38 percent decrease. It's a 38 percent. Increase. Yeah, it's not like it's going backwards. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a thirty-eight percent increase on a model of 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 giving out games that nobody's ever done before. So there's nothing to compare it to. Don't know. Right. This is just based on trends and numbers and specific games that were coming out. Let's think about this. Let's go a year back. What is the biggest release the Xbox had on their Game Pass? Tentpole, first party game. I would have to say Gears. No, Gears didn't come out last year. Oh no! You said last year. Oh, yeah. last year. Yeah, it was from damn near la- nothing. Damn near nothing. So, what exactly are 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 you know those people who are on the fence? People who might have uh, uh, an Xbox but don't have the uh, don't have a Game Pass. They might be on the fence. What is it for them to to to, to play right now in terms of tentpole? I'm talking about casual mm-hmm. gamers. You know, th- there's nothing really. You know, unless you want to go back and play Gears Five and the Halo Master Chief Collection and all stuff. That's there for sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it, it makes no sense. Like my brother-in-law, he, we have little kids. My nephews. They don't play. He don't play games much. My nephews play games, sure, but you know a lot mm-hmm. of Nintendo based stuff. They have Game Pass because it makes literally zero sense for them not to have it. You know, right. it, it, all the games are there, uh, but it, it'll be fine. This is not again. If it was a thirty-seven percent decrease, okay, um, then we got yeah. then we have then we got some problems. Um, yeah, definitely. And the other thing people have to understand is that you know for for all three of these companies, Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo. Their percentages are going to go up. They're going to go down. It, it's it's natural, you know. It, it, a lot of these companies are setting really really audacious goals um, to for, for growth. And a lot of times, you know, if, if you know kind of the industry well enough, you know that a lot of times those those numbers, those projections, those those milestones are being set by. <laughs> sometimes they're being set from people set by people in the chain of command that don't necessarily know what they're talking about. Sometimes, yeah. so a lot of times the numbers are good. But because the growth goal might have been a little too asking a little too much, then it looks like a failure. Uh, and and you know this is honestly, guys, this is why a lot of information like this is is leaked more than announced. This is why a lot of companies don't announce sales figures and a lot of percentages and, and user base numbers because um, it. it People can manipulate those numbers and percentages and uh, in, in, in data in whatever way they want to make whatever point they want for or against uh, each of these consoles. So this is but, what the secrecy is for. And, and I totally understand it because people are making a mountain out of a molehill here. And you get to understand, um, as a company, if, you're, if something is happening within your company and you're losing something and your company cannot sustain itself because of that loss... 
that's a problem. But we're talking about Microsoft here. Like 37 to 48, oh no, they're not they're not going anywhere. It's like when you think about Square Enix, when Square Enix was like they had like they had <laughs> extraordinary financial losses the year right. that Hitman, uh, Tomb Raider, and Sleeping Dogs came out, and they literally called Tomb Raider a failure at 3.5 million units sold because of the fact <laughs> that it couldn't make a dent in their right. extraordinary financial loss. Same thing with I, I think Hitman made more money. I think Hitman uh, did 3.6 million uh, in, in that way, and they still called it a failure because it didn't make a dent within the company's financial losses. So, mm-hmm. you know, and even a game like Sleeping Dogs, who is, it's a game that, it's beloved, it's not exactly a hit, did like, what, 1.3 million or something like that? Yeah. And it's like, it's crazy. That, that That's the year that uh, Square Enix lost 13 billion yen or some crazy shit like that. And, and those games were considered failures because they couldn't put a dent in the deficit that that company had. That has nothing to do with... It being popular, Th- those games sold. So mm-hmm. we don't gotta worry about this shit. We we're not lawyers or the financial advisors to Microsoft. Thirty-eight or forty-six, it don't matter. I'm about to play Halo in a couple of months. About to they go. They don't in. look worried, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm worried. not worried. Thirty-six. Yeah. Oh, oh shit, I, I ain't worried about it because like I said, I'm be playing Halo in a couple of months. I got a whole bunch of games. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we had a bad time with Left for Blood, but it was there for free. You know, Back for Blood. But Back yes. for Blood. True. I left with Blood. Came back for it. <laughs> um, you know what? Pablo, while we're on the Game Pass subject, why don't we? Yeah. Why don't you jump into your Game Pass story and, and, and let's transition there. So, so I, I I know that we come across as fanboys of Xbox, but I that's true because we are. But <laughs> I think we could still put the company. Uh, that's all I mean, by the way. Uh, uh, it was like from Hard Drive where it said, "Man tries to talk Game Pass without sounding like a total Microsoft shill." <laughs> It's impossible. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, it's impossible <laughs> to do that. that. But anyway, but I don't think that they're, you know, I don't think they're perfect. And this is one of those examples of that. I, I guess the question is, is Game Pass not consistent with their offerings? Um, so just to kind of give you some context, a couple of years ago when uh, Gears 5 came out, it had a Ultimate Edition. And if you had Game Pass Ultimate, you got the Gears Ultimate Edition with that subscription and you were p- able to play the game a couple of days early. Correct. Game, uh, it looks like Horizon, uh, Forza Horizon 5 has a similar thing to it, except it's not included in the Game Pass uh, packaging. So you would have to actually take money out of your own you know, pocket mm-hmm. to pay for this, uh, this edition in order to play the games a couple of days early. The problem is, is that Game Pass has talked this up, being a game that comes out day and date uh, with the release date and Game Pass. That's not actually true because if you're able to play this game in any capacity early, then you're not going to be able to do that if you have Game Pass. Hmm. You know, and there's a lot of people out there, including myself, who look, you know, we're not made of money. So when you look at games coming out, I'm thankful that Forza Horizon 5 and Halo are all going to come out within that uh, Game Pass uh, structure. So that's great for me. Um, So I am going to feel a little bit of FOMO. Uh, to be quite honest with you, uh, when the game comes out, and that's a me thing, I, and and they got me with MLB The Show, not a first party game. Okay, they do the same thing with NBA 2K also. Yeah, they have a, Which, like an early version for the ultimate or but, whatever the deluxe edition is. But the MLB, yeah, and they do that with a lot of games. But MLB The Show was a day and date release, quote unquote. But there was an edition that you can buy early to play four days early, which I did that. You know, uh, I'm mm-hmm. a huge fan of, the, of that game, so I did that. But it's not a first-party game, so I think is this a is this a problem? Is this a big deal? Because I think I don't think it's the biggest deal. I think it is inconsistent in terms of 
the way that marketing and the way they're talking about Game Pass and hey, day and date, this you, you play this day one, but not really, like because of, of the fact that they're not including this, and it just feels like they kind of want to have it both ways. They want to have Game Pass games, but they also want to perhaps make money for people who can't wait, super fans of the series, or people who you know obviously don't have Game Pass and buy the game outright. I just I just feel it's a little bit weird because of the uh, just of the marketing. They're the ones that mm-hmm. that 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 dictated how they're going to talk about this game. Yet they're also the ones that are not really saying anything, but also are kind of going back about uh, on on their marketing, even saying a day and date when it's not technically day and date. What do you think, Marco? Um, I'll be honest. I I, I think it's an interesting um, strategy that they're doing, but. I don't really think it's a big deal. I think I've just kind of gotten used to the fact that when whenever there are games they put on Game Pass, first party or not, I always kind of just know they're going to be the standard edition. Um, and and you know, and I know that it's a little weird because the special edition is really what the story is about. But um, I I just. I, I don't know. I guess my, my expectations are never that I'm going to get the um, ultimate version of a game every single time. I think that's a luxury that they can do at their discretion. Um, and, and what I would, you know, what I would say is this is probably a test for them uh, to see how that would work. Um, if people will, you know, feel the FOMO and go buy the game. Look, I mean, these guys are ultimately trying to sell, you know, games. Um, and if they can manage to do that and get people to bite uh, to bite on the special edition of this game, you know, I, I can see them testing it out to see what the what, what the response is going to be. And you never know until you try. Um, I think Forza Horizon 5 is, is, I would say that's the most harmless game that they have in their arsenal to try this with. Um, just to get a, a, a little sample size of how it'll go over. But I, I don't think it's a huge deal. I think, um, you know, we, we have to... You know, in the end, I think, you know, the fact this is going to be on Game Pass... Um, and even if it's you know not a couple days early, and we don't have that luxury. I I think it's a mere bag of yeah, shots to be honest. I mean, I I don't think I, I, now don't get me wrong. I don't think it's a big deal. I just think it's it, it's problem. It's a problem they created with their own on their own. It's a first party Microsoft Studios game. They can do mm-hmm. whatever they want with this, uh, and the fact that they're, they're they talk this up so much about hey this is day and date day and date day and date day and date it's like one of the big things that they always talk about when they talk about first party games, and then have the the um, the that, that special edition which I don't think you know I, I'm not expecting all special edition games to be part of the game pass even first party games uh, but the 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 caveat of early playing it early you know and mm-hmm. and 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 my. And kind of my, where I'm coming from is the inconsistency in their offerings because Gears Five they did give you the Ultimate Edition with with your Ultimate Game Pass uh, subscription. Yeah. So it's it's the inconsistent of their offerings because obviously they don't release a lot of first party games not yet anyway that often. So you know when you look at that it's just it's inconsistent in that way and also it's marketing and then they're going, kind of going against that a little bit just on their own. So mm-hmm. I just feel like if if that's a possible if that's the thing they're doing that they should just have something that's a little bit more consistent because you know I'm gonna yeah. be with Gears Five early and I know there's an early version of the of the Force Five. I mean I'm gonna be waiting. Oh, I guess I'm getting that too because Gears got it. You know, mm-hmm. and if they did it with Halo, you know, I, you know if they did that shit with Halo, that, that'd be fucked up too. But I mean, yeah. But I, I think the thing we have to remember is that even though Game Pass has been around for a couple years, Game Pass is very young and it's very different. Yeah, And they are the only ones trying something at this level, at this caliber. 
Um, and so there are going to be times when they're going to experiment kind of in, in real time with us to see what we yep. do. Uh, and, and that's just part of what, you know, any company is going to try to do. They're going to A, B test, uh, if you will, with, with certain strategies and, 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 and see how they work to inform themselves of what the best options and, and strategies are moving forward for them. So um, it's not anything that I'm personally, if, uh, you know, offended by or worried about per se. I just think that it's, it's them, you know, just kind of continuing to feel out what works and what doesn't for Game Pass. And, you know, this is an opportunity for them to try out something different yep. and see how it works and we'll see how it works. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's going to particularly work that well um, because I don't know if there's a... I, 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 maybe I'm projecting too much of my taste into this, but I don't know how much FOMO you can really have about playing a, a racing game. Yeah, yeah. But who knows? I mean, you know, th- there's obviously an audience for Forza. That's why there's five of them, right? And, yeah, and yeah, obviously yeah. Forza Motorsport too. Um, but we'll see. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not worried about it though in any kind of way. I just think it's them trying to see what works. But... Um, uh, and, and what's uh? <laughs> this is what I've been waiting for. Uh, so up up next, uh, Pablo's got what we're gonna call the the, the booty juice story of the day. <laughs> so uh, you, the floor is yours, man. All you. So uh, today we woke up to the Uncharted movie trailer uh, being released, uh, and ladies and gentlemen, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they made a movie with the Uncharted name and managed to miscast the only two fucking characters. <laughs> that matter uh in all honesty i mean the story of the uncharted games are fine they're they're even good uh narrowly it's it's narrowly a game that is okay right you would agree with that in terms of the video games they're fine yeah but the heart of the game is nathan drake and his relationship for the most part with sully and so they took two guys (laughs) tom holland who's a great spider-man and Mark Wahlberg, who's a great Mark Wahlberg. Pablo is looking at his hands right now as he's... He, <laughs> I'm sitting back. You got the floor. No, what I'm saying, they got Tom Holland, great Spider-Man, and Mark Wahlberg, who's a fantastic Mark Wahlberg. Uh, and, and, and the movie, uh, it, it just managed to be... It just manages to be everything an action summer popcorn film is, except it forgot to be Uncharted. Like, I don't, I don't fucking understand... First of all, I don't understand the accent that Tom Holland has going on. I don't know what the hell that did. That I, was I, a weird... Yeah. Yeah. That's a weird thing. Yeah. Mark he Wahlberg, had the audacity to say something to the Scottish guy yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, his accent. Yeah. Like, motherfucker, you? What are you saying? <laughs> like, are you Scandinavian, Puerto Rican? I mean, this man is all over the place. Uh, and Scandinavian? <laughs> I don't, but what really you know because it's, it's a, the Swedish people oh, and people from Switzerland that when they speak English they have the hint of the accent especially <laughs> when they've been there for a long time but it's there yeah, yeah. but Mark Mark Wahlberg for me is the most egregious of the castings because oh, he is they're both brooding motherfuckers uh, and it's like not what Sully is at all you oh, know man. like there Terrible. was a time where it's funny enough I think this would have worked better there was a time where Mark Wahlberg was going to be uh, Nathan Drake, and Robert De Niro was going to be Sully. Uh, yes. So that is a more, like, and that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, uh, because Nathan Drake looks like he's fucking 14. Yeah, and it doesn't, what? And, it, and, I, and you know, they, they put some stuff in the trailer that is one-to-one with the video games. I don't care about that shit. Uh, 
I don't care I don't, at all about that. The coolest shit about Uncharted are those moments, and it's because because I fucking get to play them. I don't want to watch Tom Holland speak Scandinavian Puerto Rican accent, <laughs> and 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 just like oh shit, oh no, Scandinavian, Scandinavian. <laughs> like I don't I don't care about any of this. Wild. Like I, I've I, I've seen this trailer at least three or four times, and, and, and every time I see it, I manage to. Uh, be like, oh, this is actually worse than I thought. Oh man, in every it is way. so trash. It's it's it is rice cake bland, bro. Like it is, it is the royale yeah. of 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 movie film. It is it is just every action movie you've ever seen with a logo you remember and some dude that looks like he's cosplaying a video game. It looks character. like a, it looks like a fucking LARP. The entire thing looks like an All uncharted it LARP. Is- <laughs> it's like, what? Man, I, the writing I, when when Nadine is it Nadine where she goes when when uh, Tom Holland goes I'm a friend of Sully's and then he goes Sully doesn't have Sully doesn't have friends I'm like oh go <laughs> <home."> <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that's your best dialogue to put yeah. on your trailer great yeah. that's that that bodes well uh, yeah I I don't know man I I think this 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 project had mistake written all over it from the very beginning Tom Holland I mean, already apologized for it last year. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you heard about like how they were making him pose like really cool and badass and he was like this is weird for me. Like that that stuff tells you a lot. And I think the casting is just it's it's tapping into what's, you know, like the the, you know, Tom, you know, obviously his 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 other role as Spider-Man. Like Spider-Man, they're just, yeah. they're just cashing in on that that name. It it wasn't the right role. It was what was the most marketable and and, yeah. and box office. It wasn't who's um, right for this. It's who's going to make money. You know, because yeah. it should have been, and I Our know this Nathan is kind of, Fillion. yeah, and I know this is kind of like, oh yeah, but yeah, I know it's, it's is, cliche he, to say it now, but it's true. But he is, yeah, he's basically he's, Nathan. He's a little old for it in some ways now, but he still, he still got, he still got the juice, man. He still, yeah, got it. it's, I, it I like him. Yeah, I should have been him, or, um, you know, I listen. It, that casting with Wahlberg and, and De Niro, I'm pretty sure that movie was still probably been kind of shit anyway. But yeah, the writing would have been bad anyway. That yeah. that that's decent enough. I mean, look, it, it, have anybody seen? I don't know if people see Michael Bay films where there's so many shots of Will Smith and Martin Lawrence just kind of standing in the middle of Miami with wind blowing. It's that yeah. this. It feels like that's this this movie like 90 percent of it. Like it, it's just like moments of these two guys. You got Mark Wahlberg dressed in a tuxedo, uh, and then just kind of saying, "Aren't you too young to be a bartender?" And he says something about, "Aren't you too old?" or some an old joke. No, oh, hate oh, jokes, it, guys. It's so Come bad. On. I just, I just, I, I don't look. Video game movies are hard to do because the medium within itself is interactive, and that's what, and that, and that what, and that's what makes those 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 things special. So when you when you take when you take that interactive part of, of it away and you're just left with the story and the characters you have to make sure that the writing is impeccable you have to make sure that the casting is impeccable and the writing is not impeccable and the casting is hilariously bad in in almost every way i mean i i that's why i am i am i am up i am optimistic about the last of us hbo show because they got great writers they got the the guy that right. wrote um chernobyl which is a fantastic show and then they got actors who are known to be great actors, right? And so they they have a vision, they have the writing, they have the casting that seems right. And and so I'm uh, even with all of that, <laughs> I am still cautiously optimistic that it's going to work. Don't try to do none of that. And when you got its star 
of the movie apologizing. <laughs> Apolo- my bad, guys. You know, that's like, imagine imagine you go to work and your boss like, by the way, my bad about your schedule. Already, uh, you already Before know. Before you see it, it, yeah, it's like, yeah, oh, no. uh, it, it's, it's over, you know? <laughs> or you got an employee yeah. who tells you, oh, you know the thing you told me to do? My bad. Uh. You know it's a problem. <laughs> this guy's apologizing for a movie nobody's seen yet. That's how, he's That's getting bad. in front of it, like in front of it. He's like, my bad, I'm sorry that I all I did was try to look good the entire movie. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. Oh man. Well, that that's definitely uh, that, that's got the spirit of Buddha Juice all up in it for sure. Don't uh, make no sense. It'll make a damn bit of sense. Uh, but now it is time uh, to get back to uh, our main event of the show, which is called the checkpoint. It's time for the checkpoint chat. Pablo, it is Halloween time, so we are going to gear up uh, with a little bit of some. Uh, you know, some some uh, some grave digging here. Uh, it's gonna get a little morbid out here because we're gonna we're gonna be visiting and digging up some 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 canceled games that never got a chance to get out there and live and shine and be all the things they were supposed to be. So, uh, we have about 10, 11, 12 ish games we're gonna talk through real quick here and get through and 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 give our thoughts about what you know, uh, what they were first of all, what happened, what happened, why they got canceled, what happened. And then, uh, kind of a what if? What if they could, what if they never did get canceled? And what just our general thoughts about uh, these 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 canceled uh, games? And in um, in true Halloween fashion, we got to start with a horror game, and there's no better choice to pick here um, than Silent Hills, uh, which was canceled in 2015 um, after the Konami and Kojima bloodbath. Yeah. Uh, that led to the gigantic fallout and obviously whatever happened uh, behind the scenes that, that led to, you know, MGS5 being unfinished and obviously Silent Hills uh, getting the boot as well. Now, now he got a chance to make the, that little demo that everyone loves called PT, yeah. um, which was incredible and, and, and super fucking scary, uh, but never got a chance to make the, the, the Norman Reedus starred sty- uh, Silent Hills uh, game. So... Um, Pablo, I know you're not a big Silent Hills guy, but I, this was a different. This was set to be something very unique uh, with with a you know a Hollywood actor um, starring you know in in a reboot of of a very successful franchise. Um, how interested were you in this when it got announced, and and, and what do you think it could have been? Uh, you know, as as a Kojima fan. Yeah, I'm. You know, listen, I'm a Kojima stan through and through all my life. Represent. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, this game could have been like fucking uh, anything. And if Kojima's making it, I'm there. So yeah, obviously when this game was announced uh, to be a Silent Hills uh, game, I was 100% behind it. I couldn't wait. I could I, I could do with or without Norman Reedus. I'm not really particularly uh, excited. Yeah. Wasn't excited because of him. Uh, but it was all about Kojima. And he was going to make a Silent Hill game. Silent Hills now is going to be one of my favorite franchises of all time. <laughs> you know, like, the, yeah. it, it was that level of hype because I know that when Kojima puts his mind into something, um, regardless of how fucking insane it turns out, it, it, it's done with the same kind of, uh, the caliber of, of what we're used to, we're accustomed to with with Kojima himself. Right. So, I, yeah. I was all in. Uh, so, yeah, it, it was, after everything happened with the fallout, it was, it was, um, it was disappointing, um, you know. Like you said, PT was great. That was a little kind of uh, little piece of, of of it that we that some yeah. people who still have it on their hard drives, I guess, uh, can uh, always have. I, I will say, 
this isn't this isn't the same, especially for you. Um, but at least from that, we got um, Death Stranding. Uh, mm-hmm. At least we got something from right. that. You know yeah. that partnership with Del Toro, horror like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. with Del Toro and 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 Norman Reedus. At least we got mm-hmm. something out of it. But ultimately, you know, with the pedigree of Silent Hill and, and Hill, and then just basically, um, you know, I know you're a huge fan, and I know that game's an acclaimed horror game. Seeing what Kojima had. Mm-hmm. That would have been that would that could have been special, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you know, it, it was it was really exciting. I was a little you know confused about how he would be able to pull it off at the time because that was you know again this is the Metal Gear Solid guy. So you know going from that to Silent Hill to me was like huh. But you, you know, were like at the end of the huh? day huh. Um, yeah, Not but me. I. I <laughs> I think uh, at the end of the day, I, I think this game could have been really, really interesting, and, and it could have done a lot of very clever things with horror games. Because I, I think especially at that time, 2015, horror games were kind of in a weird space. Yeah. Um, because this is this is before Capcom decided to start rebooting or remaking uh, some of their classic Resident Evils, and uh, there was no Dead Space comeback and stuff like that. So. You know, it was a weird time, and I think that it could have been interesting to see what kind of shot in the arm he could have gave horror games uh, with with this with this game. But eh, it didn't come to pass, and now it's dead. It did. Um, so, any other thoughts about Silent Hills before we move on? Or um, I my, my thing, is, I guess this is a uh, unfair to ask, but it's everything you see with Death Stranding, mm-hmm. um. Which is not the same thing as Silent Hills, but everything you saw with Death Stranding, what he was able to do with that uh, in terms of like from the mind of, of Kojima. Are you confident that he could have made a good Silent Hills game? I wouldn't say I was confident, and I, I, I don't know about that. I think it might have been... And I mean like a game... My, my fear would have been it could have been too obscure. Right. Um, trying to do too much, essentially, and, and losing some of the essence of Silent Hill. That would have been my concern. Okay, yeah, I was just yeah. curious because I know you're you're a big Kojima fan like me and a big Silent Hill fan. So mm. I, I would, for me, I couldn't, uh, I would be so excited to have those two things. But then seeing yeah. what Kojima is and what that franchise is, can they coexist? You know, it's like Kojima's making the next Zelda game. What? <laughs> Excuse me. I mean, no. Four on. hour cutscenes. <laughs> I don't know if I want this. Yeah. 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 Um, well, something I did want was Scalebound. I wanted that. Yeah. I definitely wanted that. Um, but, you know, that was an Xbox exclusive with Platinum Games that was canceled in 2017 due to a plethora of issues, mm. including design uh, issues, budget issues, and, of course, some really funny-ass deadline issues with them just kind of not working on the game and jumping yeah. into other shit. Um, this one had a lot of hype. It's still talked about to this day. Um, this was a big one. This was kind of like almost them having their own Devil May Cry in yeah. a sense, uh, which at the time was kind of fascinating because at that point, Devil May Cry had been gone. So this was cool. Um, I was really interested in the premise, but I will say I never liked the art style. I never liked how the character looked. Uh, I never liked the whole headphone thing. I think it was trying a little too hard to be like Devil May Cry. So I won't sit here and tell you that I was like over the moon about that announcement, but I was definitely hyped to, to play the game. Um, you know, it just it was a little too it was it was a little too copycat for me in some respects. Uh, but what did you think about Scalebound, and and uh, what are your thoughts about you know what could have been? Well, you know, I, I I think this is one of those like like in theory it, it sounds like it's really it's been really good. Um, but I, I, there was a, I think there was a huge component, a multiplayer component to it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know if I think, I don't know if this game would have came out and, and would have been as good as people wanted it to be. Um, 
I think there's there's a lot of it that that that's a lot of style over substance, you know, mm-hmm. which is like platinum's like go to thing anyway. Platinum games go to thing anyway. But um, I I don't know, man. I just I I have these thoughts of the game itself where they it looks to me like platinum games couldn't crack it. Um, couldn't crack the game because there's all these stories about Microsoft kind of being in that weird space with Don Matrick and going from that and switching Mm. over where there was kind of the Wild West where they were giving money to studios to make exclusive games and they weren't exactly checking up on them. They didn't have their Shuhei Yoshida who was, you know, going into studios yet and and cracking the whip. And so... This is this isn't ex- particularly a, a confirmed story, but they're saying one of the things that the reason it got canceled is because Platinum Games was probably using those funds to make um, uh, Bayonetta, yeah, yeah, Wonderful yeah. One Hundred and One, funneling yeah, the money in the other shit. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and I think that's less to do with them just being like shitty or shady. I think that also has to do with the fact that uh, they couldn't crack what Scalebound really was going to be. Uh, and Possibly. so when yeah. when Phil Spencer came in and, and kind of started restructuring everything, and he saw what they had, I mean it was it was almost like Phil Spencer takes over months later, Scalebound is canceled. Like it mm-hmm. was kind of like one of those things where they didn't have anything. Yeah. Uh, I think they had yeah. a lot of cool cool ideas. So this is one of those things where it's like, man, I wonder what it could have been. But then in the back of my head, I'm thinking it probably wasn't going to be very good. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of with you on that. That's a good yeah. Point. Yeah, but I, I mean, look, I mean. It would have been dope if it would have worked. Whatever the yeah. game w- it could have been. Yeah, but... But it doesn't always go that way. Yeah. You know? And, uh, you know, it wouldn't be a, a graveyard of canceled games without some Star no. Wars. Uh, so, uh, Star Wars 1313 was canceled in 2013. Um, <laughs> and I think, uh, you know, from what I saw, it was it was mainly because of the fact that it was, uh, I believe, an M-rated game. Uh, but the Disney acquisition that was happening around that time uh, basically took it completely off the, the table. Um, and there had been talks about maybe we'll bring it back, maybe we'll, you know, keep some of the stuff we were working on for future stuff, but nothing's really surfaced anything uh, of anything of that sort uh, that, that I'm aware of. Um, I'm not a yeah. big Star Wars game fan other than KOTOR, so this one really never was on my radar too much um but you know what did this game mean to you what what were you feeling about it when it was announced and and what are your general thoughts about its cancellation and everything i think the star wars community has had been at that point in time kind of burned so much you know after Mm -hmm. after kotar and and to some extent kotar too i mean it it really hasn't been a lot I think let let's just throw the other game in there because we also have Star Wars Battlefront Three included yeah. in here too, and that's kind of part of that disappointment as well. That was canceled in two thousand eight, yeah, uh, over a lot of internal disagreements and stuff too. So it, you're right, there was a lot of that like buildup of like, ugh, yeah, it's another you know Star Wars games are just in shit shape right now. So yeah, I yeah. agree, I agree. And a lot of people, a lot of people bought into Star Wars Unleashed as being a good Star. Wars. Those games suck. Um, they 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 get old quick. They, the the you might get some hate for that. Yeah, I know, but they, those games. Yeah, they, I didn't they, like them. I, I'll tell you right now. I, I I will tell you right now, and I will guarantee it that people who might have said they liked Unleash ever since they played um, what's the most recent Star Wars game? Oh boy, I think it was probably uh, uh, Jedi Fallen, the, the one from Titan, yeah, Fallen uh, Order. Titanfall. Yeah, yeah the, uh, Jedi Fallen Order. After yeah, right, right. Fa- after Fallen Order, there's no. I, I'm sorry, you can't play Fallen Order, which I thought was decent. Was really good. And then think that uh, Unleashed was any good. 
Like, I mean, I, a lot of people talk about the ending of that game because it changes the story of, because it's not canon. Uh, right. And so you can actually kill Vader. That's yeah. cool. I mean, but that, that that whole game, the lead up to that game, that, that game is not very good. Anyway, besides all that, you get yeah. Star Wars, and this is further proof of the fact that Unleashed wasn't as good as people think it is. Because with Star Wars uh, 1313, that trailer comes out and you got somebody who's literally bringing down an Imperial ship with the Force powers and it's like fucking bombastic as hell. People lost their shit. I am a Star Wars fan. I am not the most big... I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan. I guess I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Star Wars movie fan, right? I like the I like them over or Star Trek, sure. those kind of space. Yeah. And even I saw that, I'm like, holy shit, like, this could actually be the It looked the beautiful fun- yeah, for its time. It was gorgeous, too. Yeah, this could be the too. game that I've been waiting for after, because yeah. I'm a fan of Kotar, Kotar 2, I'm, even, I'm, a, I'm a real big fan of um, of the Super Nintendo, Super Return of the Jedi, you know, and, and even the N64 game, uh, the Star Wars game, which I think should be a movie with Dash Rendar, who's one of my favorite <laughs> uh, video game characters, not canon. But anyway, um, so Star Wars 1313 shows up and it looks fucking fantastic. I think Star Wars 1313 and everything they showed, uh, another example of Scalebound, where I think they had a lot of ideas. I think Amy Hennig was behind, uh, was was. behind this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, Amy Hennig's idea for the game and what other people had never clicked and never came into fruition it, it was never a an actual i a whole idea and a i whole think it vision. was like a vertical slice and and oh and, it was and a concept yeah. and that was all it was that's all yeah. it was they had the guy coming out of the of the cantina mm-hmm. and they had the little you know tattooing uh, and all that the, but yeah, yeah it was uh, they had a little and it was like um it was i read uh trier's book and they talk about it uh, on this where uh it just it there was a lot of stuff going on. Uh, Amy Hennig mm-hmm. is very bullish with her ideas, uh, and, and 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 I think she has great ideas. I mean, the, the original uh, story of Uncharted Four was gonna be fucking dark as shit, and it was gonna be great, and it didn't work for them. And so Neil Druckmann and all of them, you know, kind of pushed her yeah. out of that. So she she has ideas. She's actually a really good of video game writer, and I'm, I was excited for her to be involved in this. But reading that book and kind of finding out more information, they just. They never their vision never clicked, and this game was never actually going to be made. Not, not not in the way that we thought it was going to do. So yeah, I agree. It was I'm it was ups- nice to look at, but I don't think there yeah. was anything there. And I'm upset that thirteen did thirteen didn't come out because of the potential, but I don't think it was a real game. Yeah. And and when you look at Fallen Order, which is which is a good game, I really like Fallen Order. But then it, I think I've come to the conclusion personally that I'm just not a fan of Star Wars video games. I'm just mm-hmm. not. I, I, I the the it, it just. It, it just isn't what I want from, from yeah. Star Wars. So. I agree. I agree. And that's the same way I feel about Battlefront 3. I know people yeah. love Battlefront 1 and 2 because of the scope and, and, and the scale of the battles back then, but that game was ugly looking to me. Yeah. And it didn't look I, it didn't look like it was my, my shit at all. I was I, At that time, I didn't care about those games whatsoever. I, pl- I so. played Battlefront 2, I think, on, on GameCube, and I was I, I liked it for a bit because of there was nothing like it, and it was yeah, Star Wars. it was definitely you know, different. It was cool, but I, you know. But it's I mean, also the whole no Star Wars Real good yeah. games, so I, this is yeah. the only one that I have. Yeah. Take what you can, yeah. Yeah, take what you can get. Uh, so moving on, uh, Agent, the uh, the Rockstar <laughs> Sony exclusive. Uh, ironically, they just took that off of their official website. Yeah. Finally, after all these years, but uh, it was quietly canceled at an undisclosed time, uh, and and they've really been tight lipped about why this got canceled. There's really no concrete specifics that that are um, that are public knowledge about what 
actually happened. Uh, all we know is that they just prioritized other games like Red Dead Redemption and, and obviously more Grand Theft Auto work as well. Uh, but we never got an agent game out of them. All we saw from this was just some leaked stuff from somebody who was a designer for the game. Um, and, and we really have no idea what this game was even about, uh, apart from some rumors and gossip. But Yeah, it's a um, cold, it was supposed to be a Cold War game. Um, uh, yeah, something like that, but but that's but there wasn't a lot of, of other details. So it, it's it's hard to say for me. I think you know obviously it's a Rockstar game, so those have a lot of equity and clout. You would love to see Sony you know get an exclusive of their own with them. Um, but at the same time, if if they don't have anything that's that's you know makeable or doable, yeah. then I get it. Um, yeah, it's just tough to talk about it because it was always an intriguing project for me. I always wanted to see what they can do uh, with with that kind of premise, but. Got nothing. Yeah, because it almost felt like their their version of like a spy espionage. Because they said there, a little bit. there was going to be bornish type of feel. Yeah, in some yeah. Respects. Because because yeah, they talked about uh, well, they didn't talk about it, but like there was news about the fact that this could have been there, there was going to be political assassinations in the game, mm-hmm. things about the you know, geopolitical stuff. And here's what I think. Here's my thing, and this is based on. Nothing, no knowledge that I have or no experience that I have with making games. But you know, I've read some, some books, so I'm kind of an expert. You know, I'm a doctor. <laughs> no, but um, no, um, I I think what happens with big studios like uh, Take Two or Rockstar, or whatever the case may be, is they're working on something, and I I think almost like yo, this shit is dope. So they mm-hmm. implement it into other big games. Like it almost feels like they probably picked this this game apart and left the bones there and just kind of implemented the stuff into their other games because maybe uh, just the way they talked about the game. Uh, there was something on there and I couldn't find it. Uh, that the way there were some specifics about the game that ended up going into other games. Well, you look at the other games and the little things that they talked about an agent, you know, behind closed doors, kind of lines up with some stuff with uh, GTA Five and, and 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 some stuff like that. So there was like it looked like. It, got picked apart to, to be part of other stuff um but mm-hmm. yeah i mean you know i don't know what this game there was not much here but it's a rockstar yeah. game and rockstar makes great games so it could have been could have been dope could have been cool yeah but we'll never know um let's keep moving along we got some more stuff got to cover so let's let's get through these we got starcraft ghost this one's probably one of the more well-known cancellations because it, the game was um you know shown it was it was getting some good press uh, at the time yeah um but shit happened and it, and it got kind of unofficially canceled in 2005 after a lot of shifts in focus and priorities and a lot of trouble development about the direction of the game yeah uh, not quite being up to snuff for some reason um as somebody who's never played a starcraft game in in my life i I really had no uh, vested interest in seeing this game come out, other than the but fact that it looked kind of like cool in the Metal Gear kind of sense for the time. But that's it funny had that you say stealthy that. vibe. Um, yeah. So I was gameplay wise, I thought it was interesting, but I really didn't have any excitement about the StarCraft brand uh, being a part of this or a, a story within that universe. It did nothing for me. So I have to be honest and say this: this really didn't matter to me. So I didn't, but I see, didn't feel it when it was canceled. What's interesting about that is that the reason they made this game was to get people like you who don't mm-hmm. really like StarCraft games and perhaps, you know... Convert them. Yeah, not even convert you because it, 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 it's so far removed from StarCraft. It, it, it was more or less a different kind... It's almost like what they do with the Dungeons & Dragons games, you know, like where they mm-hmm. make uh, a shooter or they make a... Uh, yeah, uh, like Warhammer uh, does stuff like yeah, that too. Yeah, Warhammer, that's what I actually meant. Warhammer, they make a shooter, yeah, yeah. they make a... This is what the, this was going to be because it, it also had a multiplayer component that was supposed to be 
implementing all the stealth mechanics of the single player into the multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was it, it looked really good. I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, you can go on YouTube and see like a lengthy gameplay of it uh, that had leaked. Because uh, um, it was supposed to come out for PlayStation 2 and, 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 and Xbox and all that good stuff. But yeah, I... I I, I I remember I remember this game ish because it was one of those things where I also not a StarCraft fan um, and this looked like they were just using the name to to do something that was a lot closer to what eventually a game like maybe uh, Metal Gear not Metal Gear um, Gears of War you know, something along that line so I don't know it, it was interesting um, but it, it's it's super weird how these games get so far into development and just get canned so yeah. that, that's part of that one R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Uh, R.I.P. Ghosts <laughs> <laughs> alright let's keep it moving with the cancelled game Graveyard and up next this this one's the one that hurt me the most believe it or not Prey 2 the, uh, the sequel to the original Prey, not the one that Bethesda did, um, but the the OG, OG Prey, uh, had a sequel called Prey 2, which was canceled in 2014 uh, because it, for some reason, didn't meet the standards and visions they ha- uh, had in place. The trailer for this game, the gameplay that, the trailer that we saw when this got announced was unbelievable to me for its oh, time. Yeah. It was it was like Blade Runner with like a bounty hunter type of vibe to it. I loved the aesthetic. I loved the cyberpunk futuristic type of style that it had. It looked incredible. And I, to this day, this one was the one that cut deep because I I wanted this game so fucking bad. Um, so this one was heartbreaking for me and, and, and I'm not a big fan of, of the new prey that kind of got remade and, and rebooted. Um, that to me lost a lot of what I loved about the original prey. Well, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm hurting. I'm still hurting. Yeah. I mean, I, honestly, I think, um, you can kind of take the prey, the reboot prey and, 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 and not compare it to the original one because I just saw a documentary about prey, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. They literally were like, uh, we just named it Prey because Bethesda told us to. It's the outright insane. That's all it was. They, they, they had this idea for this game. They wanted to make it. Bethesda was like, nah. Because Prey's a make cool name game. and we have it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they wanted to make this game and Bethesda was like, nah, I don't, we, we don't really want that from you guys. And they're like, all right, well, hey, we have this IP, Prey. Do you guys want to make this game? They're like, we'll make this game that we've always been wanting to make that you keep saying no, but we use, we'll say call it Prey. Mm-hmm. So that's not nothing with this game. But man, Prey 2, you're right, man. That shit looked like Blade Runner, the video game. Oh. It looked just so great. And it, it's funny because it was pretty far removed from what the original Prey was mm-hmm. uh, as well. But it was in that world. Yes. Um, oh, yes. man, man, I man. Was I, I, wanted to, I wanted this game to be a thing. Sometimes and, when you lose ones you love, you never get you never get over it. This is the, this is the one. I'm, yeah. I'm leaving flowers at the gravestone. I'm telling you that right now. This is the one. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, and... It and, and I, and Pete Hines is on record saying that uh, it was a, nev- a game that never felt good enough to release, and so they never finished believe him. it. So I don't believe him. I mean, but they didn't finish. It. I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see why. Honestly, at first I might have thought that be, that not to believe him, but my inclination to that is there's no reason for for them not to have finished this game if it was as good as it was gonna be. I, I think that there was something with the game. I, I think they had a really good idea. I think that the, those trailers are great. I think conceptually it was it was a good uh, thing, but I think ultimately they couldn't put that into uh, into video game form. I, I think it's overly ambitious. I think if this game were to be made today, it would work. But when when you look at the ideas and and, and, and what the game was promising, I that's 
I don't think the technology was there for this game to actually have been. I want to believe. Yeah, I want to believe too. But I, I, it was so much that it was like, damn, this would have been like yeah. the greatest game of all time. Man, it, uh, if it came it cuts. Up. It cuts yeah. so deep. Yeah. All right, uh, let's move on before I get bummed out. Uh, we have uh, a few more to go. Let's let's yeah. get through these. We have LMNO, which is a game that was the uh, I think that was the Steven Spielberg collaboration, yep. if I'm not mistaken. Yep. yep, yep, yep. Uh, it was canceled in 2010 uh, due to uh, a, a smorgasbord of internal politics going on about the game and, and about Steve, our boy Steve, uh, and, and his involvement. Um, I, this this game really never felt like much of a thing to me when it was announced. I th- it was it was an interesting concept, but it just looked like a weird chick that looked like an avatar character, but not yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that just didn't talk and just did puzzle stuff. And <laughs> it was just a weird game that I thought just yeah. didn't make a lot of sense uh, when it came out. So it didn't shock me this got canceled. But what do you think? I mean, yeah, I think that uh, it was. They showed they they finally showed like uh, extended uh, gameplay footage in mm-hmm. the no clip uh, documentary back uh, last year in May. Um, I think it's always conceptual stage. I don't think it was ever really you know it felt it felt more like Spielberg playing around, you know, throwing whipping his dick out and kind of throwing his muscle <laughs> around, uh, <laughs> and just kind of like yeah, I want to make a video game and people were jumping all over it. Uh, but I don't think it was ever gonna be. I don't think we were taking it too seriously in terms of that, but um, I don't know, man. This could have been interesting conceptually, kind of the 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 story behind it and what it could have been, you know. Uh, but you know, it's just one of those things where Spielberg's behind it. They had a unique idea, uh, a unique art style. Those things usually come, you know, when those things come together nicely. You, they really make for an interesting experience, and so they had all the makings of everything that could have been, uh, and you know, Arcane being the studio that it is then and now, you know, I, I think mm-hmm. they have they at the very least at the at the conceptual stage they have a lot of good ideas. It just ultimately just wasn't it wasn't meant to be. But I mean, I, when you think about it, Spielberg, at least his ideas and direction, let's say that. Arcane for whatever you know, uh, in terms of the story that they could have done, and and, and the, the concepts and the stories and the concepts and, and the mechanics that it could have been, it could have it could have been a really dope game, or, or it could have been horrible. But I mean, it, conceptually and all that things, or if it would have came together, it could have been fucking great. But yeah, it could have been interesting, but it would have sold like fourteen copies. Yeah, uh, that was that's, just not and that's the time. Another. That twenty. Well, I don't know. Well, I don't know because if, if Spielberg is all over it, you know. Yeah, that could have pushed a little, a little bit more. of notoriety yeah, for little. that if you plaster his name on the all over the box. But at that time, man, the the industry was Call of Duty McGee. So I oh, don't you know if Elemento was going to get in that. You ain't um, lying. I mean, the, and that's the, a dumbass the, name too. I'm sorry. No, that's, it wasn't. It wasn't. Stupid. That was a working title though. That was never like the the, oh, the okay. game. But uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right though. Because I mean, the example. I mean, a couple of years after that, um, Dishonored comes out and it does. It, it, it's a great game. Great reviews. Doesn't sell well, mm-hmm. you know. So you're right. It's just it was always it's all, arcane. Almost always felt to be destined to make great games that people like in the shadows. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, we got a couple more to go. We got Legacy of Kane, Dead Sun, canceled in 2012. Uh, was projected to miss sales expectations, and they were just like, nah, fuck it. So that, that that's a weird one for me. <laughs> so. I, I I think of Legacy of Kane as a PlayStation like fucking stall or like like a like a like a game. It's weird enough because when I think about PlayStation One, I think about 
one of the games that comes to my head is like you see a Kane Soul Reaver. Like Rizel was out here, man. Yeah, I, that, that's that's one of the games that I think about. Uh, I posted a couple of stuff uh, of, of his on uh, on on Twitter and yeah. uh, on our Twitter at at, at, at Cooldown Time Podcast, and it got some love, man. Yeah, it got man. some love. People I think miss it's a beloved. It's a beloved franchise, and I would love to see it. There was a couple of years ago. There were some rumors about it coming back, but um, yeah, I, I but don't man, I don't, I don't, I don't. How do how do how does one go about canceling a game thinking this ain't gonna sell? <laughs> it's like in mid development, it's like yo, give it time to cook, man. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, is that coded for this game was, sucks? The series was kind of in a weird, mediocre place for a while. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It, it, it just wasn't doing much. It, I loved the 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 universe. I loved you know the dynamic between Kane and and, and Raziel. Those were really two awesome characters that just didn't really get a good game uh, for themselves after Soul Reaver, in my opinion, uh, and, and some of the old old stuff, obviously. But it was unfortunate. It was. Blood Omen was like Blood Omen Legacy of Kane. Yeah, it was originally yeah, okay. uh, you know a, a franchise for Kane, I think, and then Raziel was like the the new spinoff. But um, yeah, man, it was a, it was a sad one because I, I I do love that aesthetic. I, I miss that the, the Raziel character and the Kane character. But it looks so if the good. game was going to be the same old shit as the, all the other ones that didn't work out, yeah, they, I I understand. I I'm looking him dead. up here. I don't I don't e- I don't even know these games. Legacy of Kane Defiance. Yeah, Defiance was awful. Oh, it was so bad. So so Not, bad. What is what is Nosgoth? So Nosgoth is I th- I think that's like the like that's sort of. Oh man, it's been a long time. It might be like the kind of the equivalent of, of like their home world or something like that. Uh, I don't know. It's been a long ass time. I could be wrong. But, weird. Um, anyways, all um, I think about is is, is Legacy of Kane uh, and then Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver. Yeah. Well, that was Nosgoth, but this is Vegas. <laughs> this is Vegas. <laughs> is the, is, <laughs> that was horrible. This is uh, <laughs> this is Vegas. Is the next game on? Nobody <laughs> like you. Uh, I know. I know. I don't have any friends. Um, this is Vegas. Was uh, kind of the 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 GTA killer uh, yeah, game man. that was uh, canceled in uh, 2010 over sort of a lack of consensus about the tone and direction. They didn't know whether to go funny or go serious, go you know uh, you know risque or go quirky. I think there was just a lot of um, you know confusion about that stuff from what I've read. Um, it, it certainly was an ambitious game, and I think it's one of the most expensive games that ever has been canceled. I believe. I think at so. The, yeah. At the time, 60 million was a lot. Uh, it still kind of is, obviously, but um, kind of a it, it, this one in a way I kind of laugh about it because of how it was supposed to be the GTA killer or, or the answer to GTA. Um, it, it it on paper it sounded fucking great. It was like, oh yeah, this this sounds really really fun. There's lots of stuff to do, lots of activities, you know, um, getting into the Vegas lifestyle, I guess. But uh, I don't know if it really stood I- a chance. I, I don't know because I had money behind it because I really want to know what the story is here because the tonal thing and I've heard that before I don't know if I believe that I mean what they could have gone they could have done both oh, I, mean, I don't know yeah yeah, yeah, yeah I know I know I know I, I know but I remember very vividly when the Xbox 360 was about to come out and uh, Game Inform was a Game Informer or EGM I don't remember I remember that a lot of magazines were coming out and in the previews was Gears of War the first Gears of War game. Mm-hmm. And this is Vegas, as the as the as the 360, uh, and and I think uh, I think it was also coming out for PlayStation 3, as these games that were going to change the, the new IPs that were going to it was going to change everything. You know, it was Gears of War did end up mm-hmm. doing that. Um, this is Vegas. 
did not. Um, so I, it, it's funny because when you see the, the money put into it, I think it was actually $90 million. I think what happened was Midway had $40 million that they used to develop. They went bankrupt. They sold it to Warner Bros. And then Warner Bros. put an additional $50 million into developing the game itself. Mm-hmm. And so while putting that development into that, they canceled the game that legit had $90 million put into it. Screens, all that. This game looked from what I can remember, uh, looked absolutely fucking fantastic, you know? And like you said, had a lot of ambitious ideas. Yeah. But I think really what it is, is ultimately this game probably needed another $40 million to, to finish or something. And it's just like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's cut our losses with the with the bankruptcy and all that stuff. I'm sure that Midway and, and, and to a certain extent, Warner Bros. was probably able to write True. it off yeah. in, in some way. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, yeah. it, it went, it, it went, I mean, I... <laughs> I, I, I always wonder about this. What could what could have this game been in in the it, it, could have could it have? I mean, you say it doesn't stand a chance, but could have could it possibly have stood a chance if they put that much money behind it uh, and it being you know being first like beating um, even what Grand Theft Auto Five in terms of it the ambitious ambitiousness and actually uh, you know uh, reaching those goals that they were putting for themselves in terms of what the game was going to be. Well, I don't know. Mm, yeah. It's interesting, man. Um, but it, it it's uh, it's dead. It did. Um, speaking of dead, another Xbox game that is dead uh, and thankfully gone uh, is Fable Legends, canceled in 2016. <laughs> Surprisingly, lack of player interest and high production costs uh, stopped this uh, MMO-ish looking thing from happening. And boy, did this this look an abomination uh, to me when, yeah. when it was first announced. I, I wanted nothing to do with it. I wanted a Fable ass Fable. It just and wasn't a fable. This wasn't a fable. I mean, I don't know if there's much else for me to say about it. I mean, it just wasn't a fable game that I wanted, and a lot of people felt the same. It was just like, oh, stop, you, stop, <laughs> Philip. I don't fucking understand what they were smoking, doing, drinking when they know. thought that this was a good idea. Let's yeah. not make another fable game. Let's make Fable Legends. Ah, fuck out of here. How about no? Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. No good. I don't have much to say about that one. Um, no, no, no. Now we are at the we're at the end of the road here. Now that we go, <laughs> <laughs> I had to. I have a at the end. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that was a little flat. I'm sorry. sorry uh, Rainbow I, I gotta, Six. I gotta practice. Rainbow Six Patriots is the last game in our canceled game graveyard. Um, this was uh, canceled in 2014. Uh, over some internal issues and, and the fact that it was one of the last games to come out on the last gen consoles, which I think was the 360 PS3 era, um, and they were just kind of you know ready to move on and do something for next gen, which would ultimately become, uh, as we know, Rainbow Six Siege, which is big. So um, this was a ballsy move because Rainbow Six Patriots looked kind of cool, uh, at least to me. I don't know. I thought it was cool, yeah. but it, it was admittedly kind of doing more of the same. Um, from what we saw from, I think, the Vegas games. Um, so it, it didn't feel like a big step forward. Um, but it still was kind of weird that it just got straight up canceled like this. Um, uh, how do you feel about this cancellation, and, and, and what do you remember about this game? I remember, I think it was the front cover of uh, Game Informer. That's when it got uh, shown, and yeah, I was I like... That, yeah. I was all about it because I'm a huge Rainbow yeah. Six uh, Vegas fan, Vegas one and two, and I was like, I can't wait for more of this because you know, for for a long time, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six games were synonymous with single player experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously they had the team building stuff, the team stuff with uh, with uh, Vegas, uh, but ultimately it just felt like one of those really cool 
espionage, you know, you're going in there, SWAT type, like, it had all the, because I love SWAT 4, uh, and Rainbow Six Vegas was, like, that with a fucking great story, so I, I kind of want more of mm-hmm. this, and then when it got unceremoniously canceled, I was thoroughly confused, because mm-hmm. it's like, I don't, I, it looked good, I think a lot of it, I, I it looked like a ready, a game that was ready to go, and it was, yeah. uh, but, but ultimately, uh, you know, they decided to move on from it. Um, I think uh, I I don't know what it was. Uh, it was I'm trying to find here because it was uh, some something about a leak that happened, and they weren't happy about it. And then the director left, and then the 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 narrative director left. All these yeah. people left the game, and I think yeah. Ubisoft just decided to cut its losses. Uh, and then um, ultimately, the bones of this game. This is actually a thing, you know. Became Rainbow Six Siege. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I can't say that I'm too bad about it. <laughs> yes, it's a worthy sacrifice. I'll say that because I, I I don't know you know I don't know how much six uh, I don't know how much Patriots would have stuck out uh, beyond its you know initial release till now, yeah. but if 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 Rainbow Six Patriots had to die for Siege to live, I'm okay mm-hmm. with that sacrifice. Kill Same it all day, here, man. Yeah. Hey, look, lay that thing to rest. Um, yeah, and, and that's going to wrap up our, our, our canceled game graveyard. Um, so we are going to uh, to go ahead and, and wrap up this week's show. Uh, this this went a little longer than the average will probably be because we had a little housekeeping to do at the start of the show to talk about the new format. Uh, so it'll be a little bit shorter next time around. Uh, but still in all, uh, until next time, uh, be sure to give our podcast a sub on Spotify and Apple Podcast and stay connected with us in between episodes on Instagram at Cooldown Time Podcast and show us some love on Twitter at Cooldown Time Pod. Uh, that way we'll always be in your FOV. Um, have a safe and sexy ass Halloween. You're welcome. On behalf of Pablo, I'm Marco, and we will see you next time.